Another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com, our MLB postseason betting preview edition of Beat the Closing Number. To be specific, I am Eli Herskovich. You can follow me on Twitter at Eli Herskovich. Joined by, as always, the Lines MLB baseball betting savant or something like that, at Monawara on Twitter. And you can find all of his baseball bets in the Lines Discord channel. The link is over at thelines.com. You could head over to thelines.com for all the best MLB postseason betting sportsbook promos and the like. Before we get started, give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to get notifications whenever the Lines releases a new sports betting video on any market, including our day-to-day MLB bets and NFL bets. And Mo and I just finished recording our Week 5 early betting preview Mo, how are you feeling a day away from the baseball playoffs as we record this on Monday? Very excited, especially for my Braves. Um, (laughs) Should be another fun run here, hopefully. But uh, hoping to pull myself out of a really nasty slump. I don't know if I've won a baseball bet in two weeks. It's been rough. You know, if people come to this channel looking for winners every single day, you've come to the wrong place, and that's not to steer people away. It's just... Betters go through rough stretches, as I'm sure you watching this probably experience. I lost four straight NFL bets before I got back in the win column, or probably four to five, whatever it was, before I got back into the win column on Sunday with a 3-0 week four betting card, at least when it came to Sunday's NFL results. But Mo, you know, everybody has rough stretches. Not that you need me to tell you that you've been betting baseball for a long time. So the ups and downs are certainly a part of your day-to-day routine, at least in terms of September and into October, as you well know. But before we get into the four wildcard series, Mo, some very, very intriguing matchups. Remember, as long as you're at least 21 years old and in a state where it's legal, you could sign up. With BetMGM online sportsbook and bet legally, use the BetMGM bonus code the lines, all one word, the lines, when creating your account, up to $1,500 back as a bonus bet if your first bet loses. And remember, terms and conditions apply. More details over at thelines.com. So, four series to look at in regards to the wild card betting odds Rays and Rangers. The first game on Tuesday's MLB wildcard slate, followed by Twins and Blue Jays, Brewers and Diamondbacks and Phillies and Marlins. Remember, these are all best of three series. And Tampa Bay is a minus 185 favorite against the Texas Rangers. Texas priced at plus 150 to win the series. And Tampa Bay is a minus 155 favorite. Favor to win game one with a total of seven and a half. It is Tyler Glass now as of right now against to be determined, but we both expect it to be Jordan Montgomery, who has plenty of experience in terms of the postseason. So how are you looking at Rangers and Rays for game one, but also in terms of the series price, Mel? So this one, I, I wouldn't say much value on anything. Uh, that will probably be a theme throughout this. I think Texas probably needs to win game one to have a shot in this series. Unfortunately for them, their rotation is a complete and utter 
injury ravage disaster. And I'm not just talking about the guys who are out. I'm also talking about Nate Yavaldi. He has come back, and I believe velocity quite down. I think he was throwing like 94. I'd have to go double-check baseball savant, but I think he was several miles per hour off his season-long fastball. So I don't have much optimism that he has anything left this year. I think the Rays being big favorites is warranted. That being said, this is going to be, I believe, the tightest line in this series. I just think Texas is going to have to dig deep in games two and three as far as the rotation goes. I, I think maybe having Yavaldi piggyback with somebody is their only hope, honestly, if it if if they do throw him out there to start game two. And then the Rays have Eflin and Savali, who are both... Eflin was amazing this year and Savali is a, an above average starter as well and we know their bullpen has cleaned it up after a really poor start to the season so um, I, I don't buy so much into this Tampa Bay offense versus lefties number I think it's overstating their strength to be honest so I'm maybe a little lower than the market than them on them in game one but overall pretty bullish that they're going to get through the Rangers here yeah and one thing that definitely goes against Texas, at least when you look at the series as a whole, I'm not even that high on Dane Dunning. But for betters that are, especially when you look at his ERA versus his XFIP and XERA, I think it's about 0.6 points higher in terms of his FIP versus his ERA. But either way, he started on Sunday for the Rangers. So he's not going to be starting till a game three, potentially. Maybe getting a little bit of action out of the bullpen if Texas wants to go that route, if they're already down a game in game two and trying to get, maybe it's a close game two and maybe you want to use Dunning for an inning or so. But I don't even know if Texas would opt to go that route. We'll see. But in terms of the Rays rotation, you brought up Zach Eflin. He ranks 10th in terms of the lowest FIP among qualified starters in the second half, right below Garrett Cole in that category. Tyler Glass now, who's getting the start for Tampa Bay in game one, ranks number three among qualified starters in terms of the lowest FIP in the second half. So Tampa Bay has a clear-cut advantage when you look at the rotation no Max Scherzer for Texas. I don't know how you justify a bet on the Rangers, especially when you consider Avaldi and his significant drop-off velocity that you hammer. No bet for me, no bet for you, but we both agree that the Rangers would be a play for us if we absolutely had to bet this series, or Tampa Bay, I should say, would be a play for us. On to Twins and Blue Jays. This Series price is very much so aligned with the game one odds as minus 110 both ways for the series odds over at BetMGM and game one odds minus 110 both ways. And a total of seven and a half, very likely going to be Pablo Lopez against Kevin Gossman, although Toronto has not announced the game one starter just yet. But how are you looking at Jays and Twins, Mel? I think... The series being a flip is right. Um, that's exactly where I, I think it should be. So um, while I'm hopeful for my Jays AL future, I'm also prepared for it to go down in flames in round one, especially with 
how honestly this Jays season has gone where they just have not honestly been able to play to their talent level. Um, as far as the pitching matchups go, this is another one where I really think the Jays need to win game one. I think they're likely to be underdogs in either of the game two and three pitching matchups because Sonny Gray, I think, is for sure going to be favored over whoever he faces. And then Joe Ryan, I know he had some rough moments and maybe didn't close the season very strong. So I'm not sure if it's going to be him or Ober, but... Either way, I think they might have a slight advantage in that game, too. I'm not sure what the Jays are going to do, either. Uh, they have, I think, Kikuchi and Bassett. Kikuchi might be the one to watch here because the Twins have been a little weaker against lefties, although definitely stronger in the second half, and they kind of cleaned that up where they just got absolutely wrecked by lefties for the first half of the season. Um, so that that's maybe one to watch, but I'm... I kind of am interested in the Jays game one, though. I think they're a little bit underpriced. If you look at some of these uh, sports books, you do have DraftKings and FanDuel at minus 105 and minus 102 when everyone else is a little bit uh, more expensive on the Jays. So I think the Jays at that price are probably worth a bet, but because I'm already so invested in the Jays and I just need them to really win the series and I'm I'm hoping they win this game big time so I don't know if I need to add any more but you also take into account like the twins have been very poor against splitters this year that's obviously the standout pitch for Gaussman twins 24th against the splitter so it's a good matchup for the Jays in game one specifically, but I'm not too excited about them in possible games two and three. So I really think they probably need to take game one, although those are still going to be close lines. So definitely not hopeless and definitely not seeing like the sort of downside where a ravaged, you know, injury ravaged Yavaldi or whoever else the Rangers can throw out there. I'm not saying the Jays are dead for sure if they, if they lose game one, but it would be big time for them to win this one just because of the game two and three pitching matchups. Great insight there on how to go about this from a series betting perspective. But on to the third series that we're discussing among the four wildcard matchups, Milwaukee against Arizona. Brewers are minus 185 favorite to win the series. Remember, all of these home teams get all three games at home. It's not like this goes from Milwaukee to Arizona back to Milwaukee, and same thing goes for Texas and Tampa Bay with the Rays having all three at home and Minnesota having all three at home. And we'll wrap with the Phillies. They have all three at home against the Marlins. Corbin Burns against Brandon Fott are the game one projected starters. And Milwaukee is a minus 190 favorite to win the first game in this potential three-game set. Arizona plus 158 on the money line for game one. If you look at Corbin Burns and how well he's pitched in the second half, the 17th lowest FIP among qualified starting pitchers over the, what, final 70-plus-ish games in the second half of the MLB season. Freddie Peralta, who is the number three starter in the Brewers rotation behind Brandon Woodruff, ranks number 11 in that category. And also, I think I got to give a, maybe not a major advantage to Milwaukee's lineup, but I know the Brewers ranked about league average in terms of WRC plus in the second half. And you might say, okay, that, that isn't great, but it's a significant improvement from what we saw in the first half of the season, especially when you look at how, how much the additions of 
Mark Hanna and Carlos Santana paid dividends. And William Contreras also had a monster second half, an 880 OPS, eight home runs and 46 RBI, Contreras being the Brewers catcher. So I kind of like the Brewers as maybe a sleepy or a sleeper team in the National League. And I also think I might lay the big number here on the Brewers to win this series, especially with Arizona going with such a lower tier starting pitcher in game one and not being able to start Gallon or Merrill Kelly against Corbin Burns. But how are you looking at this series, Mel? Slightest of leans to the Brewers on the series price, but it's not a big enough edge for me to bet. I actually think they're maybe a little overpriced in game one, to be honest, although Arizona has been weak against cutters this year. And honestly, FIP probably understates Corbin Burns He's always been a contact management whiz, I believe. I'd have to go double-check, but I think he's been pretty good generally uh, out pitching some of his peripherals. So, um, yeah, obviously. But Fod has been much better since they sent him down and then called him back up. I think he's got a little more confidence, specifically uh, not just throwing a bunch of fastballs going up there. His fastball is not good enough to just go out there and uh, Bryce Miller it up. Brian Wu, these Seattle guys, whatever, they're just going up there slinging 50, 60, 70% fastballs. And he was trying to do that a little bit, I think. He can't do that against major league hitters. So he's been getting a little more confidence in his secondaries. It should be competitive. I don't think the Brewers are runaway favorites by any stretch of the imagination, but obviously more confidence in Zach Gallen and uh, Merrill Kelly. These are good pitchers. Uh, So games two and three. But yeah, man, a rough opener sending out Fod against... Corbin Burns and just not a bullpen I think we can have any confidence in. But uh, it should be noted, you know, that Arizona made some decent additions too. Tommy Pham has been great for them. So maybe he's just been great in the games I watched. I don't know, but he's still batting third. So I'm assuming even in the games I'm watching, not watching, he's doing well. So I think Pham's been a good addition to them as well. I, I think they have a better lineup than Milwaukee. Okay, interesting. So maybe different opinions on that series Phillies and Marlins to wrap up the four wildcard matchups. Philadelphia minus 210 in terms of the series line. Miami plus 170. Zach Wheeler against Jesus Lazardo in game one. And something to keep in mind for the Marlins in this series. If you've been living under a rock for the last month and maybe paying attention to NFL, no Sandy Alcantara for the entire postseason for the Marlins, no matter how far they get with that strain flexor in his right forearm Phillies are minus 170 favorites in game one with Wheeler on the bump against Lazardo Miami plus 140 are you gonna have any bets on this series or in game one Mo you think I think possibly in game one um I think the series price is about right unfortunately I was kind of looking to maybe see if I could get a Phillies bet in but they're huge favorites and I think rightfully so I I think I do like them a little bit in game one though there's as low as a minus 160 at bet MGM I think that might be good enough for a small play it's pretty close though Um, I do think the Phillies should be bigger favorites than that but it's on the border of a big enough edge to where I would be looking to get some money down I'm not sure what Miami is going to do with their rotation so uh, very curious to see where they go. I would guess Braxton Garrett and Yuri if this goes games all the way to game three. But even there, I think Philly does have an edge. It's not a big one with Aaron Nola with Ranger Suarez. I think it'll the edge is is tighter there for sure. 
Um, I just think, man, the Phillies are just better in every facet of baseball than the Marlins pretty much, and they have home field. It's just really hard to see the Marlins getting through here. Anything besides baseball variants is like the only thing you could honestly even point to, which is basically how you could explain the Marlins season, uh, minus 50 run differential or something, if I remember right. So, yeah, I mean, this is not a particularly good team. This is not a particularly healthy team. Although, speaking of additions, they definitely made some solid ones in terms of their lineup. So it's definitely a better lineup than the numbers would tell you, I think. So, But I still think the Phillies should roll here. Yeah, Jake Berger, former White Sox third baseman, was a huge addition for Miami in the second half. And also, you brought up variance in the playoffs. Phillies got a ton of variance in their game one of the wildcard series last season when they were able to somehow come back against the Cardinals with that ninth inning belt for St. Louis. And of course, Philadelphia went all the way to the World Series. So sometimes variance plays a role, no matter how you think a game or series should be lined. Mo, I want to wrap here with World Series betting odds. And your Atlanta Braves, favored to win it all. And our favor to win their second World Series in three years, the last three years at plus 250. Dodgers, Astros, and Orioles all right behind Atlanta in that order, all priced below 10 to 1. So any value if you're looking at the World Series betting market for our viewers and listeners? It's hard uh, to find it at this point of the season, but I honestly think there might be a couple of bettable numbers if I had to pick a couple of futures. I think the Dodgers at plus 500 are probably fine. I mean, they have a better path through the NL playoffs than the Braves do. I, I think if you you look at the prices, it's pretty obvious. You know, the Phillies compared to... The Phillies are a stronger team than the Brewers and the Diamondbacks. Uh, I think that's pretty clear, and the market is definitely in agreement considering the Phillies play the clear-cut World Series favorites, and... It lined up to play them in round two and they have a shorter price than than those teams so yeah the Phillies are really strong and and the Dodgers would only have to play one of those teams where the Braves probably have to play both the Phillies and the Dodgers assuming you know there aren't any upsets which is not obviously a safe assumption just saying that could be the way it goes I, I think Dodgers and I, I think the Braves and the Dodgers are the two best teams. Uh, the market says so. I think so. So I, I think if they were to make the World Series, they'd be decent little favorites there. No matter who comes out of the AL, I would favor them. So I think Dodgers plus 500 is interesting. And then on the AL side, I kind of like the Rays, man. I mean, we talked about how they have an advantage in their round one series. And I don't think any of the AL teams is very scary in all honesty. So um, I, I think the Rays are going to have a solid shot against anybody and Arguably, they could be the best team in the AL. I, I am just not a believer in the Orioles, but whatever, they've proved me wrong all year, so maybe I'll just look silly again. Well, no Bautista for Baltimore, right, for the entire playoff. So that is a huge disadvantage considering how efficient and effective he is as their closer for the last two years. So you have to take that into account if you're solely looking at the Orioles' results and seeing plus 650, plus 700. I think the best number is plus 700 over a FanDuel Sportsbook. Baltimore lacking their all-star closer certainly goes against them, even though they have the bye 
and aren't participating in any of the wild card series. See, I actually disagree with you when you look at a potential sleeper team in the National League. I don't really have any takes on the AL. I actually think I might have to go with Toronto of anyone, which I hope for your sake cashes with your AL bet on the Blue Jays before the season began. But I really, and I, I know I'm a little bit of a hober when it comes to the Milwaukee Brewers, and that's not me being a fan of them. That's just me cashing in on my bet midseason on the Brewers to win the division. But, I mean, this rotation, and I know you said you would take the Phillies over the the Brewers and the market may agree with you in that facet, but rotation, defense, and bullpen certainly favors Milwaukee. So I like the Brewers from that standpoint. I like that they don't have to face the Braves if they're able to get past the Diamondbacks in the divisional round and they would take on the Dodgers, who I actually think they match up well against. We'll get into that potential series if it gets that far, if it is indeed Brewers and Dodgers. And if we do actually record a Friday podcast before the divisional series, we'll see if that happens. But Milwaukee is my sleeper team, as I mentioned earlier. If you had to pick one, Mo, and by the way, Milwaukee is priced at, want to look at the best World Series odds over at thelines.com. Best number you can get on the Brewers is 20 to 1. Not saying I would bet that, but if I had to pick one team that I think has a shot among the teams priced below 15 to 1, I think it would be Milwaukee. How about you? Oh, boy. Uh, probably the Jays. Unfortunately, it's a better price than I got at this point, but I I just think the AL is so winnable, man. I mean, who is scaring you in the AL? No one. Like, even if the Twins came out, I really wouldn't be surprised. These teams are not that good. I think the NL is significantly stronger. I'm with you there. So that's going to do it for this edition of Beat the Closing Number. And like I mentioned, hopefully we have some sort of content out there on Friday previewing the ALDS and NLDS and if it's not on YouTube be sure to subscribe in the lines podcast channel audio only podcast network on Apple Spotify or wherever you find your favorite podcast remember to hop in the lines discord channel the link is over at the lines.com in the top right hand corner to get our bets for the wild card series whether it's on a game by game basis or looking at these series odds. For Mo and for myself, Eli Herskovich, thanks for watching and listening to another edition of Beat the Closing Number. So long, everybody.